let's talk some tech since the NASDAQ is on a major rip this morning. That includes Tesla, Apple, and more. Mr. Dan Imes is with us here on this Friday, Managing Director of Equity Research at Wedbush Securities. Dan, welcome back. Thanks for being here. Let's talk some Tesla first because the linchpin of the story and the bull case that you've been laying out is China. And we got a little bit of the rough number showing the sequential orders dropped. What did you make of that headline yesterday? Look, that was a, a scary headline. I mean, you know, if you look at the month of April, I mean, April was an unmitigated disaster for Tesla in China. And, you know, part of the thesis, and we saw a play out last year, China, we believe, could be on a run rate for 300000 per year in, in terms of vehicles. So that's why it's so important that, okay, May is going to be choppy, but you start to get that back up to 20000 plus per month. I think a lot of it is, you know, some black eyes from a PR perspective we've seen across Beijing. And look, th this is a fork in the road situation. We believe that this is more of a bump, but the bears will say this is obviously, you know, going to be uh, a negative point. And we just disagree in terms of what we're seeing from pent up demand as well as where Tesla is within China. So what do you look for next, Dan? And, uh, you know, obviously we were talking just price action, looking at the chart, too. It just it's really coming down to this 600 level or it seems Tesla really needs to find some support. I mean, that's just the technical side of it. I know you're looking at the fundamentals and thinking about it long term. Uh, what do you think we need to be attuned to over the next month here? Yeah, let's don't be smoke and mirror. It comes down to China's delinquent. It's going to be 40 percent of, of vehicles next year for Tesla. It's a big part of our bull thesis. That we don't make calls on one month or two months, but no doubt they need to definitely write the ship. And that's why it's important what we're seeing there, you know, with, with Musk playing nice in the sandbox and getting that back up to 20,000 plus per month, despite chip shortage. Now, if I look overall, green tidal wave and everything we're seeing in EV, I do think some of it is perceived overhang. On Tesla, it's just you have more players. Look at what GM's doing. Look at Ford. Look across at VW and others. And, and there's definitely there's more boats in the ocean. But it's a big enough ocean for more than one boat. We continue to view it as a $5 trillion market. It's definitely been a gut punch time for Tesla. But I view this still. We, go, we look out a year from now. This is more of just a very painful bump in the road rather than the start of a negative trend that's sustainable. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for the uh, update there. Let's talk some Apple. Shift gears a little bit here. What can they do to uh, revive the growth engine and the bull case? Because it's just been doldrums since the last earnings. And they've got this event coming up, Dan. What should we expect? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, that one's sort of been on a treadmill. Uh, and, and I think it's been a frustrating stock because you look at the super cycle, which is playing out. But obviously, investors continue to think best is in the rearview mirror. You look at next week, it's important that they're laying the groundwork for developers. Remember, software is the key linchpin that's driving this all around the hardware innovations. We think they uh, announced another Mac Pro 14 and 16 inch. We do believe they dropped breadcrumbs around some future technologies, AR, VR. We continue to think, you know, the headset comes out next year in terms of Apple Glass. But right now, look, it's a prove me name. It's going to come down to the super cycle playing out. We think the baton's handed to iPhone 13. And like I'm telling you, a year from now, we think this is a stock that ultimately 175, 185 is where it's at, not on this treadmill in the kind of 120s to 130s. What will be the role of the uh, next iteration of the iPhone? 
We saw a lot of upgrades. We saw a lot of uh, consumption of, uh, you know, all these services and all of our mobile content over the past year. Is there a big demand for refresh cycle imminent? Well, I mean, you, that's the biggest question, Oliver. Like today, 30% of the install base. I mean, let's call it almost 300 million, if not upgraded phones in three and a half years in terms of within the Apple install base. That's the key of the supercycle thesis. Now, if I'm negative and I'm in a bear, I'm like, okay, it was iPhone 12, that was it. That's as good as it gets the parties in the, in the rear view. But I continue to view that Apple, it's the Phil Mickelson of tech stock. Just when you think it's done, they continue to, to, to showcase their talents and they continue to be the gold standard. And I think that's what's gonna happen as we look forward into iPhone 13. Okay, the Phil Mickelson of tech, I like that. Uh, you mentioned that one before, it's, uh, it's catchy, uh, Dan. So when you think about how they need to you know, hit this right, is it going to be about some big flashy you know, new product, or is this just about, to your point here, staying the course, here are our mainstays, and we're gonna just see steady demand. Does that need to come with something like uh, increased shareholder activity? Do we need to talk them, uh, hear them talk about buybacks or dividends again? I mean, does that need to be a part of that? I don't believe it is. I mean, it's like, look, look at GM going from 35 to 60. What, what changed? It was laying out the EV vision for the monetization that install base. You look at Apple, it's just further monetization of the install base on services. The product cycle, biggest product cycle in the last decade in Cupertino playing out. As well as also the epic battle, that Game of Thrones battle with Epic, that's been overhang, antitrust regulatory, focus on that Golden Jewel app store. I think is a lot of this queers. I think our conversation three, six months from now, it's like, okay, why is Apple now, why is that stock moving higher? Because I think now it's investors recognizing that they are ultimately looking at a story that's going to continue to show sustained growth, not just over the next three months, but over the next 12 to 18. And to me, that's the linchpin of the Apple story. Dan, uh, one other thing here on the services side and the content side, Apple TV and the programs that they put out over the last year. Is there any risk that they get classified as investors thinking about streaming content that uh, peaked during the quarantine period? I mean, what do we want to hear from them on the plans and how much should they be investing into that content right now? I mean, that's been the biggest strategic mistake that, in my opinion, Cupertino and Cook have made. You know, first it goes back to no acquisitions. And now you even look at Amazon acquiring MGM. Right. I mean, we talked about Apple. That was something me and you've talked about. I mean, MGM, Sony Pictures, Lionsgate, A24. It's content. They've built a mansion, an unbelievable mansion with no furniture <laughs> in it. And, and, and that's the biggest problem. That's why I believe that they're going to have to ultimately be pushed to do an M&A. That's a good one. The mansion with no furniture. Okay, interesting. You got a lot of good ones here in the, in the. In it's the, a Friday. Oh, it may be a All feeling right. it. Appreciate that. Good to catch up, Mr. Ives. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. You got it, Dan Ives, joining us in the preview for Apple's developer conference and a thought on Tesla as well. Watch the China number.